0: This is Sister Elizabeth Grace, and you're listening to the Book of Heaven by Louisa Picaretta, with Conversations with Jesus. The date is August 28, 1905, Volume 6. The heart of Jesus binds the human hearts to itself, and they take everything of his heart even his very life, if they correspond to him. This morning on coming, my adorable Jesus made me see his most lovable heart, something like many shining threads of gold, of silver, and red colored were coming out from within it. And it seemed that they were forming a net which thread after thread bound all human hearts I remained enchanted on seeing this, and he said to me, My daughter, with these threads my heart binds to itself all the affections, the desires and the heartbeats, the love and even the very life of the human hearts, which are similar to my human heart in everything, except mine is different in sanctity. And having bound them as my desires move in heaven, the threads of desires excites their desires. If the affections move, the thread of affections move their affections. If I love, the thread of love excites their love, and the thread of my life gives them life. Oh, what harmony between heaven and earth, between my heart and the human hearts, but only those who correspond to me can perceive this. while those who reject me with the effectiveness of their wills perceive nothing and render vain the operations of my human heart. The date is August 28, 1912, Volume 11. Love transforms the soul in God, but the love which, which is vivified and fed by the divine will Continuing in my usual state, my always adorable Jesus, as he came, told me, my daughter, the other virtues, although high and sublime, always cause the creature to be distinguished between from her creator. Only love transforms the soul in God, but no one can give true love if love does not receive life and food by my will. Therefore, it is my will that, united with love, forms the true transformation into me. That soul is in a continuous contact with my power, sanctity in all that I am. Therefore, one can say that she is another me. Everything is precious and all is sanctity for that soul. It can be said that even her breath or the contact with the ground that she threads is precious and holy, since these are nothing other than effects of my will. Then he added, oh, if all knew my love and my will, they would stop learning, leaning on themselves, and even more on others. Human supports would end. Oh, how many would find them insignificant, painful, and uncomfortable. All would rely on My love, which is most pure spirit and does not contain matter, so they would feel comfortable leaning within me and with the effects which they want. My daughter, love wants to find souls emptied of everything. Otherwise, they cannot wear the garment of love. It would happen as to the man who wanted to wear a suit. But that suit is stuffed, so that he's unable to fit in it. He tries to put an arm in the sleeve, but he knocks it blocked. So that poor man has to either put it away or make a bad impression. In the same way when love wants to dress the soul within itself, if it doesn't find the soul completely emptied, it withdraws in bitterness. The date is August 28th. 1923, volume 16. It is not enough to possess the divine will. We must also keep it, cultivate it, and expand it within ourselves. I felt highly afflicted because of the privation of my sweet Jesus. As much as I called him and prayed he would not dine to return to his little exile down here. Ah, how hard it is, my exile. My poor heart agonized because of the pain of it felt because the one who forms its light was far away from me. But as I longed for his return, the confessor came, and at that very moment, after so much waiting, Jesus moved in my interior, squeezing my heart tightly and made himself seen, and I to him, my Jesus, couldn't you come before now? I must obey, if you were if you please. Will you come when I receive you in the most holy sacrament? Then we will be alone again, and we will be free to be be together. And Jesus, with a dignified and indifferent look, told me, My daughter, do you want me to destroy the order of my wisdom and to take away this authority from my church? And in saying this, he made me share in his pains Then afterwards I said to him, but tell me, my love, why don't you come? You made me wait so long as just almost to make me lose the hope of your return. And because of this pain, my heart struggles between life and death. And Jesus, all goodness, my daughter, having placed in you the ownership of my will, I want you to not only to possess it, but to able to keep it, cultivate it, expand it, so much as to multiply it. Therefore, pains and mortifications, vigilance, patience, and also my very privation serve to expand and to keep the boundaries of my will in your soul. It is not enough to possess, but but to be able to possess. What good is it for a man to possess a land if he does not take care of the sowing, the cultivating it, keeping it in order to then harvest the fruits of his hard work. If he does not work his property, even though he possesses it, one would say that he has nothing to eat. Therefore, it is not possessing which renders man rich and happy, but being able to cultivate well what he possesses. The same with my graces, my gifts, and especially my will, which I placed In you as a queen, it wants from you the food, the work of your pains, of your acts. It wants your will fully subjected to it, to give it in everything the honors and the courting which befitted as queen. And in everything you do and suffer, it will have its food ready to feed your soul. And so, you on one side and my will on the other, will expand the boundaries of my supreme will within you. The date is August 28, 1927, Volume 22. Sorrow of the divine will in each created thing, the conception of Jesus, the love of the soul. I was following the acts of the supreme volition according to my usual way, but while I was doing this, my sweet Jesus came out from within my interior, and he was so very afflicted and weary, and was sighing with intense sorrow. I said to him, What is the matter? What is it, my love? Why are you so afflicted and so sorrowful? And Jesus, My daughter, if you knew how many sorrows my will receives, you would cry with me. In all creation, my will has its motion. In its continuous act, it encompasses everything and in all created things. It holds out its its incessant act to each creature. But not finding its own will in them in order to give its acts. On the contrary, it finds human wills as though covered with mud. It is forced to place its act in order to preserve them. It feels tortured by the sorrow of placing in the mud the nobility the sanctity, the purity of its divine acts. It does not find the courage of its own divine will in its acts that it deposits in the creature, and it suffers intensely. And I feel its sorrow in each of its acts as well as in each act that it allows the creatures themselves to do. If the creature speaks, operates, and walks, it is my divine will that makes its primary motion of her word, work, and step, and yet it is not looked at. It is put aside as as if my volition were extraneous to her, while it holds the vital and essential part of her act. Oh, how it grieves in each of these creatures, in seeing it's neither recognized nor loved nor looked at, there is nothing in creation that my will does not do. In the sun, it does its act of incessant light in order to give light to creatures. And it looks for its own volition in them in order to receive the courage and glory for its light. And not finding it, it grieves because it does not find in them what matches its light. And on the contrary, it finds in them darkness and coldness that offends its light and its heat. What sorrow, my volition does in continuous act in the air and breathing in it, it forms a vital act in the air such that creatures breathe it, they receive it, but while it gives life, it does not find in them the breath of its own divine volition, that breathing together with the creature would form divine life in her, what sorrow to give life and not be able to form it in them. My will forms the food. It keeps so many elements in exercise and earth and wind and sun, the air and the water and the seed, in order to form this food and give it to creatures so as to find its own will in them. But no, it is vain, and its sorrow becomes more intense. What does my will not do in the creation? There is nothing in which it does not hold its primary act of life. And it runs and it runs incessantly toward the creature. It runs in the wind and the water and the earth and the flowery fields and the waves of the sea and the outstretched heavens. Everywhere. And it runs in order to find its will in creatures. And not finding it, it feels a sorrow in all things. It feels its own acts being snatched away from itself without serving its own volition. Oh, if the creature could read the characters of my divine fiat. In everything she sees, hears, touches, and takes, she would read the incessant sorrow of this volition of mine that runs and will always run only to find my will in them, the only purpose for which man and all creation were created. And if it preserves the creature, it is so as to reach its purpose and to give respite So, to so long a sorrow. This is the reason for all my cares in order to make my divine will known, that it may reign and dominate. Everything will be given to its children, because they alone will remove the characters of sorrow, and they place the characters of joy, of glory, of happiness, in all created things, because they will receive divine will through them. And the divine will... They left it fined within themselves, rendering the just homages and the glory that is due to the acts that my will exercises in all creation. Then I continued to follow the acts of the supreme volition, and as I arrived at the point at which the Sovereign Queen conceived in her most pure womb, I said to myself, the height of my Celestial Mother provided her blood. Her love and her divine will reigning in her in order to form the conception of the Word within herself. I too want to provide my love, my pains, and the divine will reigning in me while she conceives in her womb, so that I too may place of my own in the conception of Jesus, so as to adore the eternal fiat in such a great act, and also so that, since I have given of my own, he may be conceived in me, but while I was doing this, I thought to myself, these are my usual strange things, but after all, it is love that I want to give to Jesus. It is his very divine will for the honor of his conception. And Jesus, moving in my interior, told me, my daughter, it is I who move your soul to do what I want, and many times I do not even tell you the reason." You must know that my divine will had its first act in the conception of me. Eternal word, and your love and your acts are acts of justice and are necessary for the conception (coughs) of the divine will and the humanity of your Jesus, because first kingdom it laid was my humanity. Now in order to give you the right that it must reign in you, with justice, it demanded your love with which it conceived in my humanity. And since for my supreme fiat there is no past or future, but everything is present, while I conceived in the Sovereign Queen, I conceived in your love, in your pains, and in that very volition which was to reign in you. So now you do nothing but give its rights, providing to it what it is needed to have it conceive in you, and for you to can receive the rights to have it, lay its kingdom and take its hand and scepter of command with absolute dominion so what do you see what to you seems nothing and strange enters into the first act of the divine will and your jesus looking at you and taking you by the hand takes you in the act in which he conceived in the material womb to order to let you place your love your pains and so that your act may be <clears throat> may not be missing in an act so great. They gave the beginning to the kingdom of the divine will in the human family. And this is the reason why, in all the acts I did while on earth, I call your love to bind itself to those acts. Nor do I want you to let even one escape you. These are the rights of justice that my will demands and our links of connection in order to give you the right that it might reign in you. Therefore, follow your Jesus without any concern. Then returning to think about the sorrow that the divine will feels in the creation, I would have wanted as many lives, as many sorrows as it feels. So as to sweeten a sorrow so long, and I was thinking of how sorrowful is the state in which the fiat finds itself creatures. And my lovable Jesus, coming out from within my interior, told me, My daughter, You must know that my divine volition cannot admit the acts of my will into the creature if it does not find itself. Because creatures lack the capacity, the dignity, the sanctity, the space to be able to contain even a single act of supreme will. And this is another of its sorrows. But by the nature of its goodness, it communicates its effects. Excuse me. It happens as to the sun that communicates its effects to the earth, but does not remain in it. Otherwise, the earth would become radiant and luminous. With all the sun has passed by, it remains the dark body it is. However, the effects serve to preserve it and to make it produce plants, flowers, and fruits. It also happens as to the water that communicates its efforts to the earth, but not the fount of its life so much so that when it does not rain, the earth remains dry and does not have the strength to produce a single blade of grass. This is why the earth, possessing neither the life of the sun nor that of the water, has need for the sun to communicate its daily effects and for the water to water it very often in order to be preserved and be able to produce. The same happens for the acts of my divine will. It wants to give itself so that the creature may become sun. In order to be able to form its life, but not finding its will, in its sorrow taken by the excesses of its goodness, it communicates its effects that serve to persevere the objects of its sorrow. No one can tell you what value, what power, what sanctity, light, and immensity one act of my divine fiat contains except for your Jesus, and only one who possesses a divine volition can contain its acts. Therefore, only the fiat can raise the creature to the divine sanctity and the nobility that gives her the likeness of her creator. All others, however good and praised because of their ability, ingenuity, doctrine, industriousness, will remain always like earth, that possessing neither the font of light nor of water will be a given, as poor beggars and saint effect of my supreme will. The date is August 28, 1932, volume 31. <clears throat> Divine alternating work and rest, how God always takes the creature by way of love universal love and special love. My little mind continues to be lost in the divine volition. It seems to me that I do not know how to be if I do not dive in its waves in order to find and act what is done for our love. But in the midst of so much immensity of love, my heart has its sorrowful moans for the privations of my sweet Jesus. His profound silence I feel in my soul that there is a pure air a most clear heaven studded with twinkling stars of all colors. A most reflungent sun that continuously strikes my littleness with its light. In order that everything in me would be divine will. All is peace and serenity. There is not even a light of puff of wind It stirs. While this is all the effect and property of the eternal fiat, yet I said to myself, It seems to me that the king is lacking. I lack he who, with a love I do not know how to explain, has operated and ordered everything in me, and lacking him I feel alone. But tell me, why have you left me? Why do you not speak to me? And my dear Jesus, wounded by my moans and sustaining me in his arms, said to me, My daughter, do not marvel. This is my usual way. After work, I want to find rest in my same labor, in the midst of my same works that more than soft bend, lend themselves in the act of profound adoration and mute silence to give me rest. Rest after work is the exchange of work. It is just, and I am content that she makes the sacrifice. Did I not do the same in creation? First, I created it with my fiat, because our word is work. His <clears throat> step is everything. And after everything was ordered and operated, I found the most beautiful and sweet rest. These are the alternating of our supreme being. Work and rest. Work calls us to rest. Rest calls us to work. Therefore, don't you want that I rest in your soul? Everything that you see in yourself is nothing other than work of your Jesus. Every word that I speak to you was a work that I did, and within my work, I found, formed the new creation in you, more beautiful than the very creation, because what must serve bodies must serve souls in order to give them the life of my will. If I did not make alterations between work and rest, it would be a sign that you have not given me the freedom to operate, and my creative strength, my work in your soul, Otherwise, I would have continued my work until I had what I wanted and then I would have rested. If I'm not finished, I do not rest, and if I rest, I assume, resume labor again. It is because I resume new labors. Don't you want me to rest under the heavens so serene? These stars and sun that rain on me as refreshing freshness, that making the most beautiful songs for me invite me to rest, and in the mute silence they say to me, how beautiful are your works, your rest, your operating will, your creative power that you've given us. We are your works, rest in us, and we will form your glory, the perennial adoration. To a saying so sweet I take rest, and at the same time I watch over and conserve my labor, And I prepare other labors to do, and do you know what it is? The first labor that I do after rest, I start my labor by saying to the creature, A sweet, I love you, of mine. I want to begin my labor with my love, so that the creature, feeling herself wounded and captivated by the irresistible strength of my love, lets me do and gives me the field of action in her soul. I always start there. Before my labors, I ask for the sacrifice <clears throat> by way and by means of love. My love makes her happy, invests her, absorbs her, inebriates her, and before my love inebriated is she, she lets me do what I want and arrives at sacrificing her own life to, mine, to me. Because one, I love you of mine, going forth from the depth of my divinity, Contains the immensity that finds itself as though everywhere. The infinity that never ends. The power that can do all. The wisdom that disposes everything. Everything that exists feels the strength of my I love you. And everything says it together with me. The heavens and the whole celestial courts say it. The stars say it. And their twinkling changes into I love you. The sun and the wind and the air and the water say I love you. Because I have said it, my I love you has resounded in everything and as though everything. And everyone says it together with me and the creature feels under the rain of its immense I love you and feeling drowned by my love she lets me do. She cares, dares not breathe and lends herself to letting me fulfill my most beautiful works. And although she also feels the need of telling me I love you, (coughs) yet she sees that she is too little before me because she cannot hold the weapons of immensity, power and infinity, but she does not want to remain behind, (coughs) so she uses the industry of saying it in the power of my will. And oh, how much I enjoy it, and pushes me not only to the labor, but to repeat, a direct and special I love you of mine, because it is true that I love everyone. My love never ceases for anyone, but when I want to do special labors, new works designs more distinct, I am not content with my general love. But I add a special and distinct love, that while it serves to facilitate the creature, serves as material, as earth in which you form my labor and extend my works, therefore let me do I know in the labor words silence and rest are necessary. The date is august twenty eighth, nineteen thirty eight, volume thirty six. How an act in the divine will contains all the loves all it contains all and loves all. How everyone runs in this act, everyone done in my will is a day that she requires. I continue to cross the sea of the divine will in which it seems that all the things are mine, light, sanctity, love, and I feel them assailing me from every side to give themselves to me. And my sweet Jesus visiting my soul told me, my daughter, don't be surprised. As the creature enters my will, all created being <clears throat> means feel an irresistible force causing them to run toward one, was operating in my will, because in order to operate, my will wants the courting of all its works, first, since it is the inseparable from anything it is done, second, because it's operating. Everything and everyone has to take part in what it does in order to be able to say, as a matter of fact, my act belongs to everyone. It rises to heaven and delighting the all celestial regions, then it goes down in the lowest depths of the earth and becomes step work, word and heart of all. If I didn't centralize everything and everyone in my act, the strength of my communication would be lacking. The strength that allows everyone to receive my full, my act full of life, that with one act can give life to all, sustain and delight, delight all, do good to all. Therefore, when I operate, all things created by me run, enclose themselves in that act, To receive new life, beauty, and happiness, and they all feel honored and glorified in my act. When the creature enters my will and is about to operate to love, nobody wants to be put aside. No, they run, the most holy trinity runs, the virgin queen runs, because we want the primacy in the act. And then everyone and everything runs except those who, ungrateful, not knowing such a good, don't want to receive it. One act in my will. There can be prodigies so great that the creature is not able to say them all. In fact, you must know that she does everything that all other creatures do. If she thinks in my will, my will circulates in every creature's thought, while she, being in my will, circulates together with it, giving me the honor, love, glory, and adoration of every thought. The creatures don't know anything about it. But I, who am aware of everything, receive the glory of all created minds. If she speaks in my will, since mine is the voice of each word, I feel as if I receiving in them return the glory and love of every word. If she walks in my fiat, being the step of every foot, she gives me the love and the glory of each step, and so on, for all the other things, but the creature doesn't know anything about it the one living in my will, I take the glory that they give should give me. These are the secrets between me and the one who lives in my will. And there is even more. She gives me the glory and the love that the lost soul should give me. The communicative virtue of my fiat reaches all, gives to all to everyone and receives all. One who does and gives all has the right to receive from all, but to do so, the soul must live in our volition, united with us, wanting what we want. My will did this in my humanity, feeling love, glorified, satisfied for all in each act. I did. I did this in the Queen of Heaven, and if it, I found her in acts, love that loved it for all, glory and satisfaction for all. I, the Eternal Word would have found the way to descend from heaven to earth. Therefore, one act in my will can give me all, love me for all, and make me do the greatest excesses of love and works toward the creatures. And when in my will I find her in the steps of all, loving me in the thoughts and words, oh, my joy is such that in emphasis of love, I say to her, <clears throat> you are doing what I did. For this I call you, my echo, my love, little echo of my life. Such was the fullness of his love, while saying this, that he kept silent. Then he added, My daughter, blessed one, every act done in my divine will, by the creature is like a day for her, a day full of happiness and of all goods. If she does ten, twenty acts, she acquires so many days. In these days she takes the sky as her own, and being still on earth, She takes the sun, the wind, the air, and the sea of her own. Her nature takes the most beautiful blossoms that never wither. Oh, what a beautiful appearance she will make once in our celestial fatherland. For as many acts done in my will, she will possess as many days, each one with its own different sun. Its blue sky studded with stars, its murmuring sea, its whistling wind, whispering and blowing impetuous, dominating love, nor will any, even the most beautiful blossoms be lacking, one different from the other. For as many acts as she has done in my will, nothing beautiful and good will be lacking to one who lived in my eternal fiat. Then I continued to wander in the acts of the divine will, and my poor mind got lost in the enchantment of creation. In many wonderful surprises, how many secrets of love are contained in it? And the most beautiful work of the creation, man. And my Jesus continued, my daughter, I can call the creation of being <clears throat> and the creation of man, my two arms, because they were in the divinity since eternity. And in delivering them, I never detach them from me. I consider them as my limbs. In which I let flow the life, the motion, the strength, the creative and persevering virtue. The arm of the creation of beings served the arm of the creation of man. But in that arm, I myself had to serve man and I still do it. Now with light, now now with wind, now with air to make them breathe, now with water to soothe his throat, throat) now with food to feed him and even with earth to let him enjoy the most beautiful blossoms and abundance of fruits. In this arm I put myself at man's service. My love wouldn't let me care about anything else. I ran to him through the created things and carried him as if my arms, as though they are things being could bring him joy and happiness. In this arm, I find all things the way I delivered them. Nothing got lost, not even a drop of light. Nothing has changed. Everything that was given in his place of honor, giving me the glory of my eternal love, they reveal me. Who am he who is, I, Is who has created them? My power, my inaccessible light, my unreachable beauty, Even created thing is a story of my eternal love and how much I love the one for whom all things were created. Now from the creation of being I went to the creation of man. How much love in creating him. Our divine being poured love and in creating him our love was flowing. Investing every fiber of his heart, every little tiny little piece of his bones, our love laid in his nerves, we made it flow in its blood, we invested his steps, motion, voice, heartbeat, in each one of his love thoughts, when our love molded it, filled it so much that in every created thing, even in his breath, he had to give us love, just as we loved him in everything. Then our love reached the excess of breathing over him to leave him our own love breath. For completion and crowning, we created our image in his soul, providing it with memory, intellect, intelligence, and will, remaining in him as our bearer. <clears throat> Therefore, man is united to us as limbs, and we are within him as our house. But how much suffering we receive from him. Our love is not in force. Our image is there, but it is not recognized. Our house is full of enemies that offend us. We can say that man changed our destiny as well as his own. He turned upside down our designs for him, and he call, keeps causing pain to our arm, which continues to love him and to give him life. My daughter, our love wants to reach the greatest excesses. It wants to save our arm, which is man, and put him back in order at that cost, at any cost. We will be forced by our love to breathe over him again, to cast away his enemies and ours, and he will cover him again in our love, letting the life of our majesty, sanctity, power, and wisdom enter into him having our creature in this disorder that dishonors us so much, oh no. We will triumph in man and their certain sign is that we are manifesting the wonders of our will as well as how to live in it. If we don't do so, our power would be altered and if we were incapable of saving our work, our very arm, this cannot be. It would be as if we were not able to do what we want. Ah, oh, no, no. Our love and our will will conquer and will triumph in everything. Until tomorrow, you're listening to Sister Elizabeth Grace. In the Book of Heaven, with the writings of Louisa Picaretta in a conversation between Louisa and Jesus. Thank you. God bless.